<clears throat> oh, just doing because you were doing it. <laughs> I was actually trying to clear my throat. Hey, retro lovers. Welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. So, as you may notice, Brandon looks a little different today because instead of having Brandon on the episode today, we are going to have my wife, Jocelyn, also known as... The Fry Whore. Who we have been talking about for a few weeks now. Behind my back. Well, you Shame on you. You weren't listening to the podcast. I and have you needed now. To. I uh, have now. Yes. You heard me call you the Fry Whore. You approved the, the nickname because you came up with the nickname. And now I call myself the Fry Whore to your mother. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. I, I love the fact that the family has just adopted the nickname. I mean, it, it, it fits you. It does. I, I will do anything for fries. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't matter where we go. You will always eat the fries first. Of course. They're better hot. I can't make them well enough on my own at home. And, and this is the most important thing. Potatoes are amazing. Yes, but fries are the cheapest part of the meal. They have the least amount of sustenance when it comes to protein. But guess what that makes me? A cheap Lazy. date. Lazy. A cheap date. Except, no, 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 no. That, <laughs> that would mean that you don't order anything else, but you order with your eyes. So you order the steak, the lobster, the shrimp, the salad, the soup, <laughs> and then the side of fries to go with your side of fries. You and all you eat suck. is the side of fries. And then we take everything home, and like every good wife, it just goes inside of the to-go home box, the little doggy bag, and then it goes inside the fridge, and then it's never to see the light of day again until a month later we clean out the fridge, it's covered in mold. That's not true because you will right. often That's take 90% my... 90% of the time. You will often take my leftovers and then make them into a fabulous egg creation the next morning, so... Or I just eat them and it's the one time when you actually were going to eat your leftovers. That is also true. Yep, you need oh. to constantly communicate with me and then just think that I'm going to second guess my decision. Exactly. So before we get like into what we're talking about today, because you know you know what we're talking about as well, I figured why don't we just kind of you know discuss what you also collect? Because you know I'm not the only collector in our household, which is a dangerous thing, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But Johnson, what what do you like to collect? Well. I just think it's funny because it's dangerous on two fronts. It's dangerous for financial reasons, mm -hmm. right? Because budgets are a thing. And two, because of space. Thankfully, this basement is getting redone and As we are very close. Do you see like, last time there were there were no studs, it was just the drywall, and now the drywall's well, painted. Well now well, there was a stud. I guess I'm right here. Hey. I know. We made that joke last time. Yeah, well, I'm making it now as your wife, so let me make it. Thank you, Fry Whore. And you're welcome. So you you have a few different things that you collect um, along the lines of like what? VHS, mm -hmm. Motu, mm -hmm. and my least favorite. But the best. Star Wars. Yes. I grew up watching Star Wars with my mom and my brother. And we, my brother and I had some of the toys from the 90s as kids. And seeing them in stores, like in the vintage toy stores that we go into, is both um, a little sad because we are old, apparently. And it's also very fun because now I get to buy the ones that I actually wanted, but we couldn't get for one reason or another. I will say that is probably one of the 
biggest joys, also biggest frustration, which we'll, again, we're going to talk about these, this all later, of getting older and being a toy collector because, you know, we see stuff that we grew up with as little kids, but then as we get older and we're approaching our 30s, we're now seeing stuff that we played with when we were 10 and 11 because they're approaching the 20-year-old mark and becoming mm-hmm. vintage themselves. And I, I'm waiting for the day that we start seeing Ben 10 inside vintage toy stores. Oh, gosh. You mean not just like in the thrift store? Like, but, oh, this must be vintage because it's not a... We can see a full on-card or in-package blister pack Omnitrix. Oh, my goodness. That will be a sad and also semi... Happy Listen, day? It I was don't the know. Pokedex for Cartoon Network. Show. I will have mixed feelings to the umpteenth degree. But yes, I collect VHS, Star Wars, Motu, and also whatever random toys or objects that were created for promotional. There are just really some cool things out there that when I see it, I'm like, I got to have that. Mm-hmm. It's just different. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just different and I need it. Because it's a cool conversation piece and it makes me happy to look at it whenever it finds space in the house. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of that kind of comes down to like, because like you were saying, it's hard to find space in the house. So a lot of times I feel like it's the little Happy Meal toys that's from this franchise or that franchise. Or, you know, we find something we both really like and it's really big and we just buy it like the Cheers action figures. Those aren't really big, though, and they have a nice space above our, our bar cart thing. Well, I'll say this. They're relatively big compared to a Happy Meal toy. Yes. But then it comes down to, like, the cool um, vintage holiday stuff. That I'm really getting into, especially yes. as we get into each of these holidays in the new house. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed finding some original boo buckets at a mm-hmm. tag sale. For what were they? Fifty cents a piece. Yeah, fifty cents. I'm, I'm glad that the lady. Condition. So, so we're driving down the street, and you see this 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 tag sale, and there's this old metal bookcase like storage thing that's out like in the middle of the driveway, and just a vertical stack of all the different types of boo buckets. So many boo buckets. I was like, we're stopping. I see boo buckets. So we stop. We run up, and they were apparently were all sold. I was so disappointed. But, I was so mad. But there were one of each inside the garage. The, the woman that she bought out the entire collection. Whole thing. At least she left one of each. Mm-hmm. Although I think the funniest part is then, you know, we're scrolling through Mercari at the end of the night. And <laughs> this woman had already listed every single boo bucket that she bought for 50 cents for $20. Mm-hmm. And they had already markup. sold. Incredible. And I was just like, wow. Talk about an upcharge. Oh, but one of the other things that I really enjoy Mm -hmm. about um, collecting nowadays is when you go to those tag sales and you are talking to the people who the stuff belonged to Mm -hmm. and they're collecting for whatever reason. Actually, Mm -hmm. that tag sale that we got the boo Mm -hmm. buckets from, the lady, the woman, she was so nice, but she had collected Happy Meals toys and McDonald's um, memorabilia because she never got to as a kid. So that's why she started to just collect and she was so meticulous in her organizing, but she treasured every piece, and I love that. I think collecting for collecting's sake is kind of lame. Hoarding. Yes, hoarding. It's a fancy way of saying hoarding. Mm-hmm. But collecting with with the intent of it being treasured or appreciated mm-hmm. and honored somewhere in your home is totally right up my alley. So mm-hmm. that's why I was okay with getting these, like, $5 um, Comlink 
figures on card. Which we're going to talk about all of that <laughs> later. You are getting ahead of the itinerary. I wrote you an itinerary <laughs> for a reason. Hi. <laughs> I don't This is the fry whore. I should have put fries on the paper. Maybe she should have looked at it. That was an option? Listen, Why I will get you fries later. Option? I'll get you fries later. Don't but make promises. You I was just, I was, you, you brought up a really good point of the fact that, you know, we hear these really good stories when we go out. And I feel like every time we meet somebody who's like an actual collector and is like selling these things for not, not for their resale value, but because they love them. It always comes down to the fact that they either they weren't able to have stuff like this as a kid, mm-hmm. or there was a reason that they lost. It. I mean, that's the reason why you know I'm I'm into collecting is we lost so many of my toys during my childhood to a flood in our basement. Where like we lost clothes, photos, toys, Christmas decorations. We lost so much during that flood, mm-hmm. and that like I mean, I, one of my favorite Christmas presents from you has to be Baby's First Christmas, 1993. I I broke down in tears Christmas morning. Yeah. And I just absolutely loved it. And those stories that you get of people when they have, it's not an emotional connection to the item. It's an emotional connection to the memory. Yes. I am all about things that unlock memories. Um, Now, for me, I really enjoyed collecting or building up a collection. We had a split household. And between Massachusetts and Nebraska, I couldn't have everything in one space. So... I had favorite toys in one space. I had favorite toys in another, but they were never all together at the same time. I couldn't do a true, like, Toy Story-esque, you know, Mm -hmm. vision there. But Just Toy Story 3, they're all going to the Inferno. That's it. exactly. (laughs) But over time, you know, you grow up and you you think that you're growing up and you – you give away things because of peer pressure. Like, I gave away all of my Barbie dolls, and trust me when I tell you that I played with Barbies until I was 13, and I am proud of that because it was fun, and I was not, like, oozing over some Teen Vogue magazine or whatever. I was having a great time making up my stories. I love reading. I love doing all that, but I gave up my dolls because one kid in sixth grade told me that Barbies were stupid. Well, and then, then talking about people having stupid opinions, because you know what? Mm. I feel like people's opinions really influence everything we do. This past week, we put up a poll on Nostalgia Junkies. Yes. And I know where you and I lie, and I really wish Brandon was here today to talk about this, because I know he and I disagree on this. <laughs> when is it okay to put up the Christmas tree? Before or after Thanksgiving? I think before Thanksgiving is fine. I think whenever you damn well feel like it is fine. (laughs) Yes, that is also fine. (laughs) Unfortunately, our house is chaos. Yes. so And we cannot add a tree to the chaos. So yeah, I know in our house this year, it probably won't be going up until after Thanksgiving. Mm. It might not be going up till late, late. Don't don't say it. Don't say it. I know. I don't want to put it in the universe, but it might not be going up till late. But so like this poll, you know, it was funny because it started off really heavy of before Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving. And really by the end of it, we were down to, I think it was like 38 to 62% with 38 before Thanksgiving and 68% after Thanksgiving. Oh, it was all the late voters. And I, I think that it also, well, you know, it was, it was like the day of election. So, you know, it, it was it was hard. It, people, had, people had voting to do. They had to go to the polls and they then had they had vote the important voting. election of when to put up your Christmas decorations. And I, I think that I should, probably should have specified it more. Is it okay to decorate the house with some holiday Christmas decorations pre-Thanksgiving? 
or should everything stay in a bin and then just have the Christmas tree come out? See, I think I would even go the route of maybe decorate around the house, like put garland up around the house Mm -hmm. and lights and that kind of stuff. Because, you know, daylight savings, everything got super dark super fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I would prefer that. And then put the tree up. Then put the tree up and decorate the tree and and Mm -hmm. get in and get into the holiday spirit at that point mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. Like, no, extend I, I can it. respect that. I think the, 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 I think the earliest that we've actually done Christmas decorations was November 1st. Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was, so as many of you know, I'm a school teacher, and it was just a rough, rough day. And if there's one thing that brings me joy, it is Christmas decorations and decorating the house for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And we immediately like just stripped down all the halloween stuff and i think we put up the tree immediately you you came home and looked at me and went i would like to put up the tree today it was a rough day and i said okay yep and i i mean obviously i want to put up the tree now i love looking at like we i we are a fake tree household a fake tree household i am a frugal person the money that i don't spend on trees every year pays for the toys i will make it smell like real trees are here though yes we use the pine saw no yeah balsam fir done no that is not what we do you're right we're gonna spray it with cologne yeah noir okay dennis feinstein yes but listen it's not the snake hole lounge But, yeah, so, you know, just putting the tree up, having that, like, nice light, especially if you're, like, throwing on a movie and you only have the holiday lights or Christmas lights turned on. Oh, that is glorious. Yes, and I love that season. And I don't want to say, like, I don't want Christmas to take over Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving needs time. However, mm-hmm. there's something about the mood that just those lights put you in. Maybe, and I, I said this, I just hit the mic, I said this a couple years ago, and I stand by it. I think we need to redub the Christmas tree as a holiday tree and come out with themed ornaments for every single season. You do know that people do that anyway. I think that if we put a name on it, people would pay for it. Because people will pay for anything. So are we going to make little turkey ones and they can go on the turkey holiday tree? Yeah, the turkey tree. Thanksgiving one? Turkey tree, yeah. Turkey tree. Turkey tree. Turkey tree. But yeah, so that, that was the poll. Um, if you disagree and you think that the Christmas tree should go up after Thanksgiving and you don't agree with us, or if you think that maybe maybe you feel really passionate about there's just been no tree and maybe you need to just do like, you know, the Festivus poll. And maybe you are a Grinch. Well, the Festivus poll, that, that's a Seinfeld. That's Seinfeld kid. Come on. I'm younger than you. And I'm I know not, that. I'm not talking about Seinfeld. I'm just saying that they're a Listen, Grinch. If I if anything, we know that I'm the Grinch after his heart grew three sizes that day. But if you disagree or agree, like leave it in the comments, leave it in the description, you know, let us know what you think because I would love to hear your opinions. That way we can either agree and, you know, rejoice together or we can fight. But we'll fight with some passion. This past week, though, has been a little interesting. A couple good things have happened and then we had, you know, a, a sad thing that happened as well. Yes. So the uh, the sad thing that you know I think we both need to acknowledge because it was a, a huge influence in both of our lives. Mm-hmm. I know you and Jeremy watched this a lot, and then I I watched this growing up. I think Joe and I talked about this um, back on the WB podcast. Batman, Kevin Conroy passed away this past yeah. week. 
and it's just it's it's sad. Did you see the um the little uh comic cell that went around that um uh the Joker holding Batman's cape? No, the one where um uh Chief Gordon uh flashes the bat signal and uh Batman comes in late and he just hands uh him a note and it says sorry i was late i lost my voice today oh and then he uh you know he just goes sorry about that old friend and batman like swings away and it's like raining and it just like broke oh, my heart i, I didn't reading that. i didn't see that that oh is oh my gosh it was no i i saw there was um tra- traumatizing I think, I think mark hamill shared this one where it was the joker from the batman animated series Mm-hmm. And he was holding Batman's cape, and in the shadow of the cape was Batman. And it was this the Joker like standing holding the cape in tears. And it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it was. There were so many just good memories that came from that show, and just that long living legacy. Like Kevin Conroy is like such an iconic voice of Batman. He played Batman in different iterations during the CW crossovers. He actually got to play the live action Batman at one point. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Conroy was a man of legend, and he will just deeply be missed. Completely. He was a true Batman. Yeah. But there were some good things this week. I know you and I, this past weekend, we got to go watch the new Black Panther movie. Also, need tissues for yes. that. Yes. That- no spoilers, but bring, bring tissues, because popcorn, sopped napkins don't work. We didn't need work. to get salt or butter. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, no, the the Black Panther movie was phenomenally well done. It There wasn't really any lull in the story. Mm-hmm. It just carried on through. It wasn't rushed. It was well-paced. They really gave everybody their time. And um, trying to be spoiler-free, I think with Chadwick Boseman's passing, while Black Panther, the first Black Panther was really led by Chadwick Boseman, this one kind of, to me, felt more like a, an ensemble piece. Yeah, it was very very much um, the entire cast led it. But then again, it had a really good way of navigating each of the characters um, processing through Chadwick Boseman's death. So. Yes, this, the different grief that they had. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was phenomenally well done. Um, I'd love to talk about it more, but we'll talk about it more at a later date. That way, I know I, that you and I would easily just start riffing and giving our theories I'm and so hard. Not so let's, to let's anything. move on to something where <laughs> you don't have to focus on what you can't say and then focus on what you can say. Cause the next point is something I am super excited about. It's like the whole reason why I'm wearing a Pokemon shirt today. That is, you know, the electro typing, even though that is one of my least favorite typings, Ash Ketchum from pallet town, Satoshi finally won. He is a Pokemon master. He won a legitimate tournament. I know he won Alola a few years ago, but you know, then they had to put in the little thing that Alola wasn't a real tournament. They're not a real league. I'm like, Holmes just took took, took down Professor Kakui. Like he, he he fought he fought people. He won. No, no, it's Alola. It doesn't count. So they made him redo the whole thing. He worked his way. He started from the bottom, and now he's here. He defeated the undefeated champion of Leon and Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town. He's the winner. He's the champion. <laughs> and you know, this you you needed tissues for Kevin Conroy. You needed tissues for Black Panther. You needed tissues. If you were a 90s Pokemon fan, you needed tissues for this episode. 
Oh my gosh, they have. I, I'm I'm not going to be spoiler free for this. It, it's been out for a couple weeks. You can watch it. It'll be on Netflix in a few months. Because if you wanted to watch, you would have watched it in Japan. Shoot, the whole country of Japan literally put the show on the like the giant like Times Squares esque TVs, and the whole city just watched it until. Yeah, no, I find that to be absolutely amazing. That was great. It came down, you know, it was Ash with Pikachu versus Leon with Charizard and Cinderace. And Eternatus did this whole pink Stardust thing with, you know, the Dynamax bands re-glowing. And they brought back Gigantamax Pikachu, which was such a cool nod because as a fan of both the cartoon and of the games, if you played Let's Go Pikachu and you played Sword and Shield, if you had the save data on the same system, you got a special Pikachu that was capable of Gigantamaxing. It was kind of alluded to the fact that that was your Pikachu from Let's Go Pikachu. And the only Pikachu in the entire anime that we've seen that capable of Gigantamaxing is Ash's Pikachu. On top of that, the Pikachu in Let's Go Pikachu had a special move that only it could learn. It had a special higher base, tats, base stat total where if your friendly meter or your friend meter was high, the move did a ridiculous amount of damage. Ash Ketchum has known this Pikachu for 25 years. You think they're friends? I watched them with the first episode where Ash sacrificed his life and defended Pikachu from a bunch of Spearows, and they fought through Kanto, through Johto, through Hoenn, through Sinnoh, through Unova, through Kalos, through Alola, and now through the Masters Tournament. And that Pikachu, he was about to die. He was getting beat up. He beat the Cinderace. He's going against Charizard. Charizard, you know, just, just fire blast, knocks out Pikachu. Pikachu, they do the blurry thing where it looks like he's dying, he's fainting, and he goes down. And then everything goes white like King's Cross Station from Harry Potter. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw those memes. And Pikachu opens his eyes. And who, who greets him? A little baby dead. Bulbasaur and Squirtle. With the Squirtle Squad glasses. We have not seen the Squirtle Squad for such a long time. And there was Charizard. And then to make it better and make you cry, Butterfree. We haven't seen Butterfree since Bye Bye Butterfree when he went off that pink wannabe shiny bitch. Oh, and it I was great. That. Yeah, I made you watch the episode so you would cry too. Yeah. And then so nice. Pidgeot came in. We haven't seen Pidgeot since Ash left Pidgeot to defend against that Spearow that he sacrificed his life for that became a Fearow and was tormenting all of the Pokemon in the forest near Professor Oak's house. All of them greet them. And then they show Primeape. We haven't seen Primeape since the first original series. And then they go through all of his Tauros and all the Pokemon that he caught. There's Snorlax. Then they go into Johto and show all the Johto Pokemon. They even show Larvitar, which he returned Larvitar to Tyranitar. I'm sorry, I'm a Pokemon nerd. But they showed every single Pokemon that Ash and Pikachu have fought with or have bonded with. And it was amazing. That, that must have taken a while. It, it, they didn't do it with their like super rushed animated animation style. They actually took time and drew it out like it was a dream sequence. And then Pikachu comes back and goes Super Saiyan, just like he does in the Let's Go Pikachu games. And... I, the animation style that they did during the final like moments of the battle was amazing. And then Ash just comes out on top and beats, beats Leon. I was so happy. My little, like, you know, 
eight, nine-year-old heart from when I was just a wee little lad. You know, I was probably like five or six really when it came out because it came out 25 years ago. So yeah, I was four. I loved it. I mean, I, I have memories of running home after school to watch Ash fight Blaine back when it was on the Cinnabar Islands. And I feel like it's, I've finally, I've, I finally had my life complete with Pokemon, with the anime. anime. Wow, that, that's really nice. That that's, that's yep. How you I, I don't need anything else complete. in life. Goodbye. <laughs> so great. Goodbye, Fry Horror. So nice. But but really, no. I am happy for you. That was that sounded like a really good ending mm-hmm. to or not ending, but just a really good culmination of all these years of Pokemon. And I know that you were nervous about that episode mm-hmm. and how they would play it out, whether or not he won or lost. But you know, so much has been building up to this moment over the years and it sounds like they did a really good job honoring that and bringing everything back in and just making it a good experience for fans. Yeah, they, they did a phenomenal job. I was I think my biggest concern was about them rushing the battle because every one of Ash's battles they really took their time with. And everything in the first like first round of the tournament, they took their time with except for Leon's battle. Leon's battle was like 5 minutes of an episode. That was it. Then Leon's battle in the semifinals or the quarterfinals was like half an episode. Mm-hmm. His semifinals, half an episode. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like this gradual, like seeing Leon struggle. And then all of a sudden we get to Ash and all of a sudden there's this struggle. And I will say it did seem kind of forced, but they did it so well because they talked about Ash's creativity and his battle mechanics. Hmm. And I just, I was so floored. They did a great job. They just stretched out for four episodes. They didn't rush anything. They kind of, it was like, I'm worried they're going to be like, oh, it wasn't real because Ash got to use all three mechanics and Dynamax, Gigantamax twice. But you know what? Leon asked to fight Ash at his hardest. Leon could have used all those things too, and he chose not to. So if anything, Leon put a personal handicap on himself because he was too cocky. Hmm. And that is the ship I will die on. Right. Yeah. That's a good ship. And, and that ship will now sail into what's coming up with Pokemon that we are excited about. Right, Alex? What's they, coming out? That- currently, as of time of recording, in about 30 hours, not less than 30 hours. Now, here's my question for you, because we just got a call from GameStop. Are you going to go I'm, That's to why I'm midnight? saying in 30 hours, less than 30 hours. I'm going to be there at midnight to pick up this game. Are you expecting me to be with you? No, but I will go to work the next day. Oh, I, I know you will, yes. but if I do... <laughs> Listen, you, you can be in bed. That's fine. But I am okay. going to GameStop, and I am going to start and <laughs> suck it. Um, but yes. So, hey, so, we were supposed to start together. Then stay awake. Honey, I go to bed by if nine. If you don't put in the time, then you don't get your game in the line. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't... <laughs> Shut up. That's like a Jocelyn joke right there. Listen, you have to stand in line at GameStop for the midnight release in order to get the game. But yes, so the new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is coming out in less than 30 hours as of time of this recording. Hey, and you know what one I get to play? Violet, because it's my favorite color. And I get to play Scarlet. And I think what was really funny is you and I picked Scarlet and Violet, mainly because you picked Violet and then that left pretty. me for Scarlet. And then they started releasing all the other information, like the professors. And I think it's kind of funny that you get the male professor, and I get the female professor. Yes, I think you that is very funny. You get futuristic technology, mm-hmm. and I get prehistoric stuff, which is, I think, really just kind of aligned with what you and I both kind of like. Yes, especially for... Po- I will say that I 
think I might enjoy uh, kind of the prehistoric Pokemon, but at the same time, I'm definitely nervous about it. I feel like every time I get into a fight in a video game, I am too anxious. Well, so, what's nice is you and I can actually trade Pokemon. I know. I'm looking forward to that. So you can do all the grinding and this I is, don't have to. This is to. the perks of marriage. You no longer have to find a friend to trade Pokemon with. You just have one that she's Still legally didn't. bound to you and it's great. Yes, he says, here's your game. Do this. Go catch a rat. Go catch a ratata. I'm going to go trade you something that's nice for it. Don't you worry. You don't have to do any work, sweetie. I will catch and raise all of your Pokemon and just send you off to the gym. And buy me fries. Yes, I can't buy you fries in the game. Although you, you can make sandwiches in the game this time. Sandwiches? Yes. So let, let's let's actually get into really talking about this new Pokemon game. So what are you excited for with this game other than just like adventuring? I think what I've enjoyed about the newer Pokemon games uh, has been that it helps me keep track of where I'm supposed to go next. One of the things that I ran into a lot of issues with growing up is that I could not remember where I had left off in the game after I turned it off for like a day or two. Thanks, brain. Uh, So I love that it tells me where I'm supposed to go next and what I'm supposed to be doing because otherwise I will walk in circles and hate my life. Which so. I, I think is really funny because that is like my least favorite part of this game. Yet, as someone who's played God of War with me, you know that I need that in certain games. Mm-hmm. But Pokemon, that is like, I just understand it. It is one with me. And I'm so happy for you with that. But for the rest of the population who does yes. not have a brain that retains everything like a steel trap. Yeah, no. It, we it's need help. My encyclopedic brain of Pokemon knowledge. And everything else. Okay, it's not just Pokemon. Yeah, it, it's, it's mainly Pokemon. But so I'm excited for that because I know that um, moving forward, I think that'll be a really good help for people playing. But also uh, the Pokemon look pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I'm excited to see the futuristic ne- technology that comes out with this mm-hmm. or like, you know, the playscape, what, mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for, you know, just the regular gameplay. I'm excited to see how you can do the gyms in different orders. Hmm. Um, I will say I'm a little upset that there's supposedly not level scaling in the game. Every report has said there's no level scaling. So you instead of doing the gym in order like one, two, three, four, if you swap it and go to like the fourth gym first, it's going to be at the fourth gym, like gym levels opposed oh. to rearranging that. So there's really, there's kind of a set order, but you don't have to do the, do the set order. So like you could grind... And go beat four and then, and then go back and go beat back. one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, I know Joe and I were talking the other day and they were saying that if he what he read, which you know, I'm not fact checking any of this, but if you go into an area that you're really not supposed to be in, they're just gonna start throwing wild Pokemon at you and you just gotta kinda get out of that area. Move your butt. Yes. But um I wish they did a little bit more on that. And I'm you know, I'm a little frustrated that the comparison keeps coming to Breath of the Wild. And I will say, I think Breath of the Wild was probably the first Nintendo game to do open world well, but it keeps getting compared to open world graphics or the graphics from Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild is not a new game. Yeah. Breath of the Wild has been around since the era of the Wii U. So the only, they haven't had to update any of the gameplay for Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. The only thing they've had to update is the graphics and just the engine the that detail, runs it for yeah. being faster. Where... This Pokemon game, brand new. Sonic Frontiers that just came out, brand new. Like these are games that, yes, they've been in development, but over the past few years, the only thing that Breath of the Wild had to do was update the graphics. It wasn't like they had to recreate the wheel. 
where every every time a new Pokemon game comes out, they have to recreate the wheel. And I feel like that's that is where Pokemon Legends Arceus really got knocked down a peg is because the grass looked bad. Or the grass the grass didn't look realistic. Okay, but that game it's was a Pokemon beautiful. game. It was beautiful. It's a Pokemon game. It's not realistic. I enjoyed just sitting there watching you play it. I know. It was like also, if you are playing a video game to check out the grass, go play Farming Simulator. Yeah, that's like, also true. Not Pokemon, not Breath of the Wild, not Sonic Frontiers. Go play Farming Simulator. You can't be playing Pokemon games and looking at the grass unless one of the Pokemon is literally made of grass. Yeah. But that's true. I am I'm very excited for this new game. I know that uh, I was actually talking with uh, one of my best friends, Steve. You know, I know Jocelyn Steve. knows Steve, but none of you know Steve. We love Steve. Um, Steve. But we were talking about, and he was asking about, you know, if I'm excited for this game. And instead of just sending him a short text, I sent him like a novel of like all of my hopes and dreams for this game. Oh, poor Steve. And I just like went in and how I really hope that the Pokemon Legends Arceus franchise comes back and that they do more of these Pokemon Legends games. And I, ooh, I, I can't wait. If you are a fan of the Pokemon Legends Arceus games, what, what area, what region would you want next? What would you, would you want? Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Kalos, Unova. That's what I want to see down in the comments. You know, on top of our other things, I'm just asking a bunch of questions about this thing. I want to see that down in the comments. I know my most cherished one would probably have to be Legends Hoenn. I want them to go to the Draconids and do all the dragon stuff, like the initiation of Rayquaza and his first dragon ascent. I'm saying a lot of words you don't know. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're cool words there. I yeah. like it. Again, I'm big trap. fan. Big fan for you. Happy about this. I don't have an opinion on this matter, but I am looking forward to so playing Violet. Let, let me get your opinion then. Out of the three starters for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, we have Spirigatito, we have Fue Coco, and we have Quaxley. So we have Grass, Grass Cat, Cat, Fire, Fire Croc, yep. and uh, Water Water Duck. <laughs> you know, can I just say that I, it's a little upsetting that we have like Weed Kitty, Party Pinata, Duck. We have so many Water Duck Pokemon. There are so many. So many Water Duck Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like... Is Psyduck a joke to you people? Obviously. Is um, Ducklet a joke to you people? But wait, is, is Quaxley psychic? No. So the, these are their typings. This is what they're strong and weak against. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't even say psychic over here. None the, of them say psychic. So where did you get psychic from? Is it because of the hair that's made of water? No, I was trying to think of Psyduck. Psyduck wasn't even psychic. No? Psyduck evolved in the Golduck, and neither of them were psychic. Psyduck would get bad headaches and use confusion. Oh, maybe I'm just remembering the, the bad headaches animation Probably. that would happen. Hey, at least I'm remembering something. It's a term something. of endearment. I at least knew exactly which Pokemon you were talking so, about. Who are you going to use? Weed Kitty, Party Pinata, or the Duck? I kind of want to do Weed Kitty. Weed Kitty? Yeah. yeah. Weed Kitty. <laughs> Weed Kitty. <laughs> Weed kitty on my purple game. You know what's kind of funny though, because it, it's, it's a cat that's green, and all I can because you know I'm playing through Super Mario 3D Lands right now. Yeah. All I can see is Luigi in the cat costume. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. But I am, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence right now. Well, you can't play as Weed Kitty. I know. I'm not. Well, I mean, I we're gonna trade back and forth so we get one of each. But officially, 
I, you know, I've been looking at doing Fue Coco. I love the crocodile Pokemon. I feel like you should do Fue Coco. But then I feel like that gives me just an unfair advantage against you. Honey, you always have an unfair advantage against me in Pokemon. And have I, you listened will, to yourself talk? Yes, yes. I will say, though, I, I saw some leaked images of what supposedly is the second and third stage for Fue Coco. And I, I am not a fan. I am not a fan. So what are you going to go with, Quaxley? I'm thinking about going as the duck. And I, I usually don't care for all the water Pokemon just because water is so abundant in so many of these regions. There's so many water Pokemon already that it's much easier. Like Especially, like, you know, in some of these games, there's not a lot of fire Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So choosing the fire Pokemon is an easy way to get a fire Pokemon on. Weed Kitty is Weed Kitty, but I'm I'm kind of feeling the duck. Are you feeling the duck? I'm feeling the duck. <laughs> duck butter. <laughs> no, I I like. I think maybe it's the hair. The hair gets me. He he is that pompadour. He's ready to go. Yeah, but it looks like his pompadour is just like a wave on top of his forehead. It it's a quaff, Jocelyn. It, but is it made of water or is it made of feathers? Yes. I don't like that answer. Water feathers. Water feathers. They're made of water feathers. Water feathers. You hear, heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's like, you know what? Why does why does Fue Coco have a buck tooth? Oh, you know what Weed Kitty reminds me of? If Catwoman and Poison Ivy had a pet. Yo, they, they really almost made this the, like the weed symbol. Yeah, very, very close. But it looks like Poison Ivy, too. Like the um, early 2000s Poison Ivy. And then mixing it with uh, a Catwoman animation kitten, like from when she, you were introduced to her. I just see pound puppy kitties. Why would you say that? Because that's what it looks like. It looks like pound puppies. Now Remember that's depressing. Pound puppies? I thought mine was a cool. Pound puppies was a cool. great cartoon. What are you talking about? Now it's depressing. Or well, it I'm looks not like... thinking of a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Okay. But now it kind of, oh. It's listen, reminding me of too many different things through the childhood. Listen, I just Weed Kitty, Party Pinata, and the Duck. Although Party Pinata is kind of cute with his dopey smile. He is, and I hope he stays as cute as he looks now. And or they never just looks do. ferocious. Okay, remember the penguin one that I played? No, he did <laughs> yeah. not. No. So Jocelyn I, had uh-uh. never played Diamond and Pearl. So when we I'm got Brilliant happy. Diamond Shining Pearl. She chose Piplup, which is like the worst Pokemon to choose. Why would you I'm choose not Piplup? happy because Piplup I was do the worst not research starter. things. He I was do a, not. He was adorable. But Empoleon, like you have this cute, adorable penguin that turns into this steel knife-edged penguin that barely has any good moves. Although I did name it Hedwig and it is still my number one. Did you ever beat Cynthia yet? Shut up. Wait, I, I do have a trivia question for you. Oh, no. I have a trivia question for you. You know, so you know this, there have been so many games. So many games. Mm-hmm. And there's always three starters, except for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and Yellow Version. Those are the only games where you, you don't get three starters. You could have told me that there was always three starters, and I would have believed you in every game. Well, like yeah, there's, there's just a few exceptions. So I, I'm going to give you an op- a couple options. I want to see if you can pick... The most popular starter. This was voted on IGN 
And this is the most popular starter from all, like basically all Pokemon fans. Is it Bulbasaur, the grass starter from the Kanto region, the first game? Is it Froakie, the water frog from the Kalos region? Or Torchic, the fire chicken from Hoenn? All right, well, I will tell you that the Pokemon that I thought of at first is not one of those top three at Which all. Which one did you think or, it was? Charmander? Yes. Yeah, Char- surprisingly, Charmander is not the most popular. That is immediately who I thought of, and so it makes me concerned. But also, I feel like longevity-wise, it might be Bulbasaur because he's been an option for the longest out of all of those, mm-hmm. and he's just really cool. I'm going to go Bulbasaur and just go with it. You are incorrect. Dang it. It is not Bulbasaur, which is sad because, you know, Bulbasaur is my favorite. Yes, and I'm supposed to be crocheting Bulbasaur. No one likes Little Onion Boy. No one likes Little Onion Boy? No one likes Little Onion Boy. The most popular starter is going to be some weird monkey thing. I I gave you three options. Why would it be one that I didn't give you? Because the name that you gave me for one of them sounded like a weird monkey thing. Yeah. The frog? Like croak, like frog and croak mixed together. I Froakie. just heard the key at the end and thought monkey. So, Froki just to give you a little bit of clarity. Froki was the starter that evolves into Greninja, which was Ash's starter when he was in the Kalos. He almost won the Kalos League, but came in second place to Alon, who then actually was the first person to lose to Leon in the Masters tournament. And so it was kind of a little, you know, little callback to like the guy that Ash lost to. In his hardest battle, was the first person to lose to the guy that Ash beat in his hardest battle. Okay. I feel like I said hardest twice there, but it was just like it, as a Pokemon fan, it was a little nice bit of closure. But yeah, that is the most popular uh, starter. Brokey. And what this he look like? is what he looks like. This little boy, little frog with a little white mustache. I don't ever remember seeing him. Because you probably never played that game. But this is what he evolves nope. into. You you might recognize Greninja. He's in Smash Brothers. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he... I do recognize Greninja. Yeah, so he evolves into Greninja, and everyone likes the Ninja Frog. What are those sneakers? I... From Gear Anime, but that is... Oh, that's cool. Yes, it is, and we can purchase those at a later date. Wait, is that a Squirtle one? <laughs> this is how this is why we get distracted doing stuff. Yes, it is, but more importantly... I just thought we could look through some of the quick exclusive stuff between Scarlet and Violet, see if you felt like you made the right decision playing Violet. I can already tell you yes by the looks of that first one. So, you know, we got Karida Maridon, we got like, you know, Dino Bike Boy and Floaty Bike Boy. I like Floaty Bike Boy. I win already. Okay. Then you get, you know, the past form of Donphan, aka Great Tusk, and the future form of Donphan, Iron Treads. I don't like either of those, so I don't honest, have an neither opinion. Neither do I. They, they both kind of look stupid. Yeah. Larvitar, my heart, and Stonehenge I'm for totally Scarlet. I'm for Stonehenge. Or the oh. boy that wanted to learn how to fly. Bag what on. is that? And, an ice cube and it's, penguin? It's, it's better Piplup. Yeah, they, they rehash ideas a lot. This is another, another penguin Pokemon. I don't like Pokemon. that at all. It's another water bird. Okay, I want the other ones that you Ah, had. so that's a point for Scarlet. So that's what? Two Violet, one Scarlet. Or actually, one Scarlet, one Violet. Yeah, because we didn't like... Yeah, we scrapped that one. So one Scarlet, one Violet. Yeah, Professor Sada from Scarlet, she, she bay. No. Yeah. No, the you, other you, guy you actually like looks like Turo? you. 
you want a man that's named after an app that basically is the Airbnb of cars? Did you hear what I said? Mm. Mm. Yeah, he looks like a regular Chad. Okay, so do you want to go to the Scarlet Orange Academy or the Violet Uvula Academy? That is not what that says. Yeah, Uvula. No. Uvula. No. Uva. Uva. Do you, do you want your logo to be an orange or grapes? Grapes. Yeah, you got to reach for them Bring grapes. Bring on that wine. Got to reach for them grapes. Which outfit is better? Oh, mine. 100%. I'll be honest. I think both of them look really stupid. I don't I, care. I, I mine hope look they, I hope they have good customization like they did in Scar- uh, Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, like, put the leather jacket on. I, I, mm. I like the violet crest. You know, you know when you're watching like a 90s or 80s movie and there's like that one boy who's like the little brother to like the bad guy and he's like dressed like as like a super preppy kid? Yes. That's what you're playing as. Well, you're playing as a little bastard child. We're playing as academy students. It looks like a little bastard child. Okay. And that, that's really all we got right now. Well, we can talk about yeah, more differences What is that little later. pig dude? You have never seen LeChonk? No. <laughs> yeah, LeChonk. Oh, my gosh. Which have you, so wait. Tell me you've seen Fido, though. Yes, I did see Fido. Okay. <laughs> I love that picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, He's getting killed. Butt. But there's a picture. I'll put it. I'll put it here up on the screen. Of it's Fido being put into an oven. But he looks all cute and toasty. It, warm. It, it does look very cute and toasty. But you are putting a dog made of dough into an oven. What do you think is going to happen? The only part of him that's alive is the yeast, and now the yeast is going to die. Wow, that got dark real fast. I just thought it was Don't cute. blame me. Blame the artists in just facts of society. But we have one more Welcome thing. Welcome to the internet. But we have one more thing to uh, really discuss today, and we were talking about it a little more. But you and I are both collectors, and I feel like if you've made it this far in the podcast, you've definitely been able to tell that we distract each other a lot, and we go off on tangents, just kind of like how Brandon and I do with tangents. However, here's, here's the, the really hard part. Jocelyn and I share a wallet. That we do. So if one of us sees something or we both see something, chances are we both have really bad impulse control and it's going to be bought. We are working on that. And then we also, um, it, we're try- I think one of the things that we're really learning right now is just like when one of them gets, gets upset, it's not always a passive aggressive buy it for me thing. But we also don't need to then immediately make the other person happy from that. And I think like... I think I'm still trying to track where you're where so you're I, at with this because so I can't. See. I I think that you know with impulse control, I feel like a lot of yes. times we like if I wanted something and I'm like no 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 we'll wait, you'll go and buy it. Oh yeah. Or if you saw something and you're like no 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 we'll wait, I'll go and buy it. Yep. Like I went to go buy your crime junkies t-shirts yesterday, but I can't get in there because I don't have the Patreon code. Ooh. I can give it to you if you want. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah, Thank I was I was you. trying to buy you the Crime Junkies t-shirt for Christmas, and I couldn't get into the website because you need a Patreon code, which maybe one day we'll do Patreon here. That would be nice, but yeah. But oh, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. So that being said, you no, know, I think there's a lot of joys that kind of come from that. Like, you know, when that stuff happens, it does give us a good opportunity for surprising each other. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big ones that I, I made you hold off on saying at the beginning of the episode was on our road trip, where this past summer we went from Connecticut to Tennessee to Michigan to Canada and back. And it's Nebraska in there. While we were in Michigan, we went to Sergeant Red's in Utica, 
which we've been wanting to go to ever since we saw their redo and, video walkthrough. Yeah, which when they bought amazing. the big collection and did everything. And w- this year, we decided to go to Tennessee first instead of going to Michigan first. So, mm-hmm. And when we did that, we stopped a bunch of flea markets in eastern Tennessee, and you saw something that you haven't seen in years, and they were all $5. Yes, so I saw the Star Wars, not the um, originals, but the prequel episode trilogy. Episode one. Episode one. Um, Comlink toy. I remember my brother and I had one of those, and we would take the little um, figures stands and just place it on there and listen to the lines from the movies, and then mm-hmm. play with the figures and also like pretend that the Comlink was a walkie-talkie and all this other kind of stuff. It was one of those toys though that was only at one of the houses, so it was a big deal. And now, and the actual Com Comlink like receiver was kind of pricey back in the day. It was like $25, oh, yeah. $30. The toys were like $10, $15, but... Yeah, and so if you wanted the the Comlink receiver, then you'd have to shell out that cash, but like you could just get the figures mm-hmm. and play with those. I mean, have weird chips off to the side. Yeah, which is also what happened because you'd either lose the figures or you'd lose the chips. Hello, welcome to the childhood. But at the first flea market, you know, they had these figures and they actually had the receiver... Yeah, they had the Comlink on card, which I thought was the coolest thing to see the Comlink because I hadn't seen it in years. Yeah, so then through the rest of the trip Mm -hmm. at all the other flea markets, you completed the all of Wave 1 except for one specific character. Yeah, well, I'm not going to buy something for a character that I really despise. So why would we spend... Misa thought you make a mistake. (laughs) I hate Jar Jar. So so does everybody. No one likes Jar Jar. No. There will be that one person who likes Jar Jar who will comment furiously, you mean though. <laughs> right. Um, so uh we I was able to complete all of like wave one, and then I started branching out into a couple of other of the waves as I was just finding characters that I really enjoyed and I wished that I had their figures from childhood. And um when we got to Sergeant Reds up in Utica, Michigan. I was walking through and, you know, after like the third pass around the store, because also I am exhausted at this point in time, we have been traveling forever and everything that I'm seeing, it's almost like you're seeing double because you've seen so many different things at all the different flea markets, tag sales and everything. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I come up on the Star Wars corner and there is this gorgeous display. store display. Yes, Comlink store display. Thank you. And... I was like, what? I didn't know that they still had these around. This is amazing. And I'm taking comlinks off the wall and putting them on the display and pressing the button so that I can hear them like obnoxiously loud throughout the store because, you know, that's what displays do. They're obnoxiously loud. And I'm like, Alex, come here. Look at this thing. Isn't this so cool? And look, yeah. you can even have it play play without the car, like opening up the, the toys. So one of the things that was nice about the store display is that you can actually scan the cards without having to open it. If you have the regular, like you bought the Comlink from this toy store and brought it home, the receiver wasn't as strong and you would need to open up your package. But also our Comlink was on card and I didn't want to mm-hmm. open up the card of the Comlink either. So like a good husband, I went up to the owner and I was talking to him about it and he had just like kind of finished furnishing the store and he didn't really want to sell it and so we were talking about it and he he put out a price and I will say it was it was really more than I wanted to spend and we were driving through all these states and countries in, in a Canada. small Elantra. Yes, you know, Canada is a country. 
No, said you country. said country. Okay. States and countries. That's why I'm a teacher. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we, we, um, I asked him and it was just a little more than I wanted to spend. And I kind of had to break it to Jocelyn that, you know, we, we couldn't afford it. And I wasn't expecting to go home with it at all. couldn't fit it in the car. You should have taught your personality that when we were at the store because you were like, oh, I, but you got this and you got that. All right. I was also in a very bad mood. Yes. We had just finished leaving Nebraska and Michigan. Yes. And that was a and, rough trip. And well, we'd also been on the road for like two weeks at that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we're driving through Canada and I am just scanning and scanning and scanning YouTube or not YouTube, uh, eBay. I'm not YouTube. And I found a few different Comtecs, and I was able to buy one. I actually made an offer, and I got like 50 to 100 bucks off of it, and I was able to buy it. And by the time that we got home, it was like two, three days later, it came in the mail. He was very, very generous. Merry Christmas. Yes. And also Merry Christmas from the basement. Yes. Um, he was very generous, but that's the kind of thing that uh, is so fun about being married to uh, another collector is being able to know what they love, be on the lookout for those things and be able to surprise them with it or, you know, just be able to express like, hey, I like this and I would like to keep an eye out for it, but maybe not right now is the right time for it. Um, I know personally, I still have um, four or five of the Star Wars Burger King glasses that I'm on the lookout for, that we're both on the lookout for, which has been really fun to find in the wild. Um, and then I also know that anytime I see uh, Transformers or like some random ones like the Animorphs figure that I saw, mm-hmm. um, that was a fun pickup. Uh, it's just really mm-hmm. nice sometimes to have an extra set of eyes with you when you go places because I see stuff at a different level than he does. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. She you does. can see the up and high stuff, and I can see the down low stuff. I think it's interesting because, like, right now we are in just this interesting, like, mode because our whole basement is gutted. Everything in our basement is in our living room. So it's hard, like, do we want to get this? Are we going to see it again? And then do we want to get it? Is it worth spending the money on right now? Yeah. And it makes it a little difficult. It does. I am really looking forward to the day that the basement is finished and we can actually put the bookshelves up, get everything out, start to really unpack. Cause we still have like a whole room full of stuff over at your mother's. Yeah. There's, there's so much stuff that just, it is all around, but you know what? Hopefully this base will be done before Christmas. It will and be. And then it will be all decorated and we'll be recording some of the end of the year podcast episodes, either in a fully furnished basement or come the new year, we will be sitting in a nice studio. Mm. Yes, that will be very, very nice. Looking forward to that. So, you know, we're going to start closing out and wrapping up because we don't want to make this too long tonight. Mm -hmm. But, you know, make sure you're following us on social media, whether it's on TikTok, on Instagram. You can follow us on, subscribe on YouTube. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, you like, comment, subscribe, and we ask a few questions. It really helps us with the engagement, and then it gives us stuff to talk about, and it gives us that little community to go back and forth. And then, you know, just leave a review on, if you're watching on Apple Podcasts, on Google, on Amazon. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. If it's something we should be talking about, let us know. Like, you know, that poll on Instagram, should we were able to talk about Christmas trees for about 10 minutes tonight. Should we have? No. Should we not have? I don't know. I like Christmas. I like trees. <clears throat> okay. But, yeah, 
thanks for joining us and uh, listening. And also us... comment if you want Fry Hor back on. Yes, if you if you enjoyed having Jocelyn on the podcast and want to hear her opinions more often and hear how she tries to justify not knowing certain things, that's adorable. And <laughs> let us know. But we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.